0: It hurts me to even say it, but this is the fact. The latest obesity overweight numbers, here they are. 44% of Americans, 44, are obese. And the definition of obese is that more than one-third of your body is fat. 70%, Carrie, I was thinking it was 66, but it's now 70% of Americans are overweight. Oh, my. Welcome back to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I am your host, Christy Code Red Nickel, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer, and I'm really glad that Carrie is joining me. I'm going to need her help on this podcast. Uh, Carrie, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. We've got some good info
1: today, guys. It's going to shake it up, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I just—I was just going to say that. I think this info—it—you it, know what I think it's going to do? I think it's really going to make some people uncomfortable. I think it's going to make people stop and think. Hopefully, we want you to stop and think, but I definitely think we might get um, a few upset people because people just don't want to, they don't want to face what's going on in their lives. Very true, Christy. And sometimes when the reality
1: is in a list format with specific numbers, it's very difficult for people to want to listen to that information.
0: Right. It's really hard to turn a blind eye and a deaf ear and act like it ain't happening. And one thing about Code Red Rebels, we don't stick our head in the sand and act like it ain't happening. And this is really good because this is quantifiable data that we're going to come at you with today. The title of this podcast is, There's No Such Thing as a Healthy Weight, Only a Healthy Person. Now, you've heard us talk about a healthy weight, like, well, she's at a healthy weight. And so you're like, wait a minute, what do you mean by that? No. It's not just your weight. there could be people that are thin, but tofy, fat on the outside, thin on the inside, and um, there and be metabolically unwell. And so before we get started, let me just say that a person that I follow religiously, and I parrot a lot of things that he says and where I get a lot of my information is Paul Saladino. He is a medical doctor. he is an MD. And you guys can follow him on YouTube, you can follow him on social, you can follow him on podcast. Uh, he's fantastic. I really, really, really like him. He takes on a lot of controversial subjects. And so he had a guest on, and by the name of British cardiologist, by the name of Asim Malhotra. And I'm sorry, Asim, if I am saying that wrong, but I want to make sure I give you credit. And that's what really sparked me contacting Carrie and saying, hey, our community needs this information.
1: Right. And I didn't, isn't Paul Saladino the one we heard speak in person? Yes. He's amazing. He really is. In fact, sometimes he was talking and I was like, okay, that is over my head.
0: (laughs) It's all over my head. It's all over my head. I actually have to listen to his podcast many times because I don't, he did a podcast, Carrie, with Ali Nadir, Ali Nadir, he's the cardiologist that you and I saw also speak. Oh, Dr. Nadir, yes. Dr. Yes. Nadir, who's well-known, and I like Dr. Nadir, but I had to listen to that podcast on cholesterol three times and pause it and take notes. So wow. it's not about, for me, it's not about just listening to a podcast. It's about studying a podcast for, with experts. Oh, you know, a thyroid one. He had a guest on. I've had to listen to that twice and I still don't understand the thyroid. Yeah. These guys are just at a different level
1: than us. So we're going to bring you the Christie and Carrie version of the material. So you can figure out how does it apply to me? Because you can have numbers tell the good Lord comes back for us. But if you don't understand how this applies to you, then it
0: doesn't matter what the numbers are. Well, we have some staggering numbers for you. We have some latest numbers. Are you guys ready? These are the latest, uh, I, I it hurts me to even say it, but this is the fact. The latest obesity overweight numbers, here they are, 44% of Americans, 44, are obese. And the definition of obese is that more than one third of your body is fat, 70 percent, Carrie. I was thinking it was 66, but it's now 70 percent of Americans are overweight. Oh, my. 70 percent. And the last one is 80. Wow. 88. And this is the one that the podcast is about. 88 percent, one in eight of Americans are considered metabolically unwell or metabolically unhealthy. Yeah, these are, these wow. are and before you think, well, that's because the majority of Americans are old. Well, no, what about us young people? One in four young people are considered metabolically unhealthy.
1: So 88% are, what was it again?
0: 88% are metabolically unhealthy. So almost nine out of 10 people yeah. are metabolically so unhealthy. The way you can do that math is only one out of eight of us is metabolically healthy. That'd be Carrie and I, yeah, only one out of eight. If you do that math, would actually be considered metabolically well, like me. Right, about one and a half because it's out of 10. Oh, maybe you did the math. You know, yeah. I'm not so good at math. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, oh, no, you better leave the math to me. <laughs> so <laughs> these are some. We're just gonna let that sink in for a second, guys. Forty-four percent obese, seventy percent overweight, and eighty-eight percent of Americans considered metabolically unhealthy. And the next thing on your mind, let's just dive right in. What is considered? How do you measure that? How do you? Because the you know, by the way, the World Health Organization. Declared obesity a pandemic back in 2004, and we ignored it. Wow!
1: And it's interesting to me, Christy, is that it's not all about just being heavy, right? Right. Because yeah. we talked on another podcast. If you guys are fans, we talked about a friend of mine, and Christy has the same—not the same friend, but the same situation—where they look great in a swimsuit, but they are not healthy. They're not healthy just because they're body size is small does
0: not mean that they're healthy. And now that we're discovering more and more that the weight on the scale, in fact, the weight on the scale is not one of these five markers that we're going to bring up. The weight on the scale is not a way to measure whether you're metabolically healthy or unhealthy. So, are you guys ready? Let's dive right into these five things. Yeah, take a deep breath. That, and I know our rebels are, you know, we believe in this message of hope and healing so a lot of our rebels are already on the good track to healing but let's right. talk about these five things and if you are any three of these five you are considered metabolically unhealthy so and this is according to dr asim correct and but he okay. also according to he gets it from the world health organization as well okay. and it's not just his own idea okay um, this yes is, this is um, this is well known the first measure Of if you are well or unwell, is you have to have a blood pressure of less than 120 over 80. Hypertension
1: is the silent
0: killer. And we've known that for years. People don't
1: know they have a problem with high blood pressure until it's out of control, until they start getting headaches from it. And by that point, you already have a hypertrophied heart muscle. You know, we want our other muscles to get bigger as we lift weights. We don't want our heart muscle to have to work too hard because then that muscle gets big or hypertrophies, which is fine for your biceps, not for your heart. Okay. And then it becomes an ineffective pump instead of like, whoosh, whoosh. It's like, Whoosh, yeah, whoosh. It's just like some of it. The f- blood flows; it doesn't flow as strongly as it could. It, the valves don't shut the way they should. Everything's kind of floppy. You don't want a big floppy heart, and so that's what high blood pressure will lead to. And so I'm not surprised. This is one of them. This is excellent, Christy.
0: Yeah. So if you have a blood pressure over that's greater than 120 over 80 and you have a systolic diastolic systolic is the top number diastolic is the bottom number then now i also want to throw in here that if you happen to just finish two cups of coffee and uh, you're upset because your kid is giving you a hard time you just had to take away her ipad and you grabbed your kid you went to rite aid and you stormed in there with your kid crying but you had to get some milk and magnesia and you happened to walk past the blood pressure machine and you said i'm going to go ahead and take my blood pressure chances are your blood pressure is going to be a little bit high at that moment. So don't take one blood pressure reading and think that's the end-all be-all number. Your blood pressure changes, but the overall, I don't care. What's the best time to take a blood pressure first thing in the morning, right? It just depends on the person. You
1: really want to look at a trend, not just one number. I had someone write to me recently. It was like, since I've been on code red, my pulse went from 65 to 57. (laughs) Should I be worried? I was like, changes every second. And Mm. I used to tell my nursing students, look at the overall picture. Don't just look at one number. So really you would want to get blood pressure same time of day for, you know, maybe a month, maybe two weeks and look at it and see what it is. You really want to look for a trend. So don't just take one number. But if every time you're checking your blood pressure, it's high like that, it's something needs to be done about it. Again, you won't know that you have high blood pressure.
0: Right. For the most part. You definitely want to track it. You just want to understand that it has changed constantly. So from second to second, from second to second, from, if you have a a blood pressure greater than 120 over 80, that's not good. All right. Next one. Is everybody ready? Your A1C, your hemoglobin A1C, which tests your blood sugar over the course of three months needs to be less than 5.7. Okay. I would even, I mean, I'd even take it a little further. Now, the WHO says 5.7. Christy says 5.5. Just, But I'm always looking for, I want really healthy rebels. But so
1: really. a a hemoglobin, I used to say when I was at the bedside, you can't hide from an A1C. No. No. And it's true. People are like, my blood sugar has been great. And then, um, you know, I saw the meme from Maury Povich, you know, and it says, Like my blood sugar has been great. And then Maury pulls open the envelope, you know, and it says (laughs) your A1C says, that's not true. And it's true. If your A1C is high, then your blood sugars have been running high. Meaning your body is not dealing with the blood sugars. You're not able to release enough insulin to bring it down. Something's going on metabolically. And so that is one indicator. So blood pressure and an elevated A1C above 5.7.
0: I want to add that another crude way to describe what an A1C does is that it does measure how much sugar is coating the red blood cell. So, that's another, if you want to get something in your mind as in, well, what is this even measuring? There's no need to get, to. you don't have to fully understand this. It's very complex, but it is something that's measurable, it's quantifiable, and it's something that you can find out. So... It tells us how
1: you've been doing. Not just, I pricked my finger right now. Oh, hey, my blood pressure's, or my blood sugar's 75. I'm doing great. It is looking at it over time. So how have you been doing with each meal every day for the
0: last couple months? Exactly. So once again, number one, you got to have a, if you have a blood pressure greater than 120 over 80, that ain't good. If your A1C is over 5.7, that ain't good. All right. So number three marker in determining whether you're metabolically well or unwell, your fasting glucose needs to be less than 100. So when we say fasting, I believe that definition is 12 hours. Um, yep. Like your last meal is at 8 p.m. Of course, rivals don't eat Sometimes after six. Sometimes they say 8. You want to fast for as long as you can, right? Yes. Yeah, let's really, right. I do whenever I go in to get blood work. Yeah. I mean, I'm,
1: I'm I'm like, I haven't eaten in a while. Like, let's get this done so I can have a cup of coffee. Guys, only water before these. And if you have a home meter, check your blood sugar. You know, you didn't eat. Wait that 12 hours
0: and then check it in the morning and see what it looks like. That would be a good indicator. Right. So we definitely want that fasting. The fasting glucose tests it right then. The A1C yes. tests it over three months. So they're both they go hand in hand. They're both very important. Number four, the waist for a man measured at his belly button, not his pant size underneath his belly, at his belly button, the umbilicus, less than forty inches. It needs to be less than forty inches wow. for a woman. For a woman, it needs to be less than 34. So guys, I have a tape measure. Oh, I wanna measure mine. Yeah, you need to get a tape measure out. I measure mine every Friday, Carrie. Here's a tape measure for those of you watching online. And it's a nice soft, you know, one that's used to make patterns and to show and stuff, and you can pick this up anywhere. You need to measure it around right at your belly button. Guys, if you're over 40 inches where your belly button is, and ladies, if you're over 34, that ain't good. Wow, you measure yours every Friday? Every Friday, and I write it down, sis, in my. What's journal. it like? Twenty-two? No, and I don't have a small waist. In fact, you have a smaller waist than me. I have a thicker waist than you. Yep, wow. I do. But we both have small waists in general. Sure. Well, I think mine is thirty-one. Okay. Yeah. It's not gone 20- are the days of corsets. Days of or waist shapers. I saw one of our rebels carry post a waist shaper. It's that really tight corset you put around your waist. On one of our groups, man, I deleted that so fast I couldn't believe. You do it. I was know like, your waist doesn't actually get smaller. You just shove your organs to different parts of your body.
1: Exactly. Thank That's you. what a waist shaper does. Whole nother podcast. Yep. But it does not actually make your waist smaller. All you're doing is shoving all your organs to different spots.
0: A really easy thing to do is take a tape measure. Once again, you go around your belly button, not your pant size or around your belly button because men, I know a lot of what you men do. You measure, you put your button in your 501 Levi's underneath that big old belly of yours. And you're like, I'm a 32. No, you ain't. Carrie, I can think of a relative's name right, right now that does Christy, this.
1: There are rebels that get into size. They're like, I'm a six. I'm like, you aren't even, that isn't even up over your hips.
0: You can't even that move. Is, like, whatever. No, that is you can't not. can't even get buttoned. I told Christy once, well, if she's a six, then
1: I'm a two. According to that, I mean, yeah. you got to be able to get it all the way up. And it has to fit. You can't have half of yourself spilling out of it. But I do understand um, people are excited to go to a new size. Yeah, but I are, do I know what you're talking about, guys. That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, they like to I put if their we paint, have they a they like tape their around paint. our house. Yeah, I found this is from my old training days when I used to take people's measurements, and um, and I found it, and I've been taking my measurements. It's a really great way to measure good progress. But that is number four, men your waist size around your belly button needs to be less than 40 inches and women yours needs to be less than 34. So let's make sure we get that. That's number four. We get that tape measure and we measure the so last- blood
1: pressure, a one C fasting glucose
0: waist circumference. Right. Okay. And number five triglycerides need to be less than one hundred and fifty. Oh, I think I made the five cut Christy. <laughs> you wouldn't be helping me run code red if you, uh, I, hope you didn't. Not. Yeah. I was a little worried i was like is she gonna talk about thigh circumference because <laughs> you know some of us tara hearse girls we got a big booty yep, i'm we just do. saying you <laughs> do you know that's, that's okay triglycerides is one that you really want to pay attention to. Remember, there's no such thing as good cholesterol or bad cholesterol unless you eat a lot of sugar. But if you did, you probably wouldn't be listening to us right now. And so triglycerides is really where it's at. You really want to – it really will tell on you whether you're eating the the ho-hos and the spaghettios and the pop-tarts and the caramel macchiatos. That's where you're going to see the dirty blood. That is really fascinating that they don't talk about LDL. They don't talk about HDL. They don't talk about
1: ratios Nope. They talk about triglycerides. I like that because it like is it. the, it's the oils. Oh, I can't, I think of it. All of a sudden it just left my head. Like the polysaccharides.
0: Wasn't your triglycerides like 46 last time you went in? They were so low that the doctor goes, are you eating grass? Yeah. And I was like, no. No. But that's funny, Carrie, because you eat a lot of meat, and I eat uh, eat a ribeye steak every day. So I know, but that's not what causes your, it's the sugar that you eat and the processed carbs. That's the stuff that causes your triglycerides to go up, guys. Wow. And then you had yours tested, right? Not for a while. I need to go ahead and make an appointment because I'm excited to know, but mine were really low. I think mine were 49 or 52, something real low like that. So we're looking right. for, I would even say, I would like to see your triglycerides down under 100. But I mean, if Carrie and I are near 50, are not even at 50, then my yeah. gosh. So these are the five measures of whether you're metabolically healthier. And un- remember, if you've got three of these, then you are considered metabolically unhealthy. And wow only one, and so we have 88% of us have three or more of these measures, Carrie. This is staggering. Terrible.
1: That's amazing. That is amazing to me. I mean, I didn't hear you talk about these before. So I'm just like processing all this as you're telling me. So you could have a a person that is eating, drinking Mountain Dew, eating Cheetos all day, but still a size two, but still metabolically unhealthy. And this goes back to the toffee, which is thin on the outside, fat on the inside. Right. Uh, it's not something derogatory we call people. It, people carry around a lot of visceral organ fat. And that is the most dangerous fat is the fat around your heart, the fat around your liver, the fat, you know, coating your intestines out on the outside, that thick layer. That's the dangerous fat. It's not the hip fat. Even though I joke about my booty being big, that's not the fat that's going to kill you. Right. It is. Chrissy, do you know that when people come into the ER with heart attacks? That their cholesterol is usually normal, but they have what we like to call diabetes. A better indicator of whether you're going to have cardiac problems is your hip to waist ratio in this study I read. And what is your A1C and your blood sugar doing? That's a better indicator of whether or not you're going to have cardiac problems.
0: And there are so many studies to back this up. This is not, Carrie and I didn't just pull this out. Of course, a seam, I did hear it on a seams on Paul's podcast, but this is something that a lot of cardiologists are in that we can't ignore. And yet we're trying to ignore the obesity pandemic that is plaguing. You can't tell me that 70%, seven out of 10 people in this country are overweight. And that's not a, pandemic i mean that's worse and that's what's making the people who are suffering from the coronavirus and other viruses it's making it worse because and the obesity is the one common denominator that that these guys have i mean why aren't we talking about this
1: yeah i have a friend who is a critical care nurse practitioner And um, I won't say where, I don't want to give her up, but she told me in their ICU with, this is specifically about coronavirus, about COVID. She says the people that they're, she said, I can't, you know, we can't say this, but it is obesity. People that are obese that come in and have to get put on a ventilator that have COVID, even if they're 20, it's not looking good for them. And I thought that's really interesting. It's not age, it's not I mean, these things are important as well with any sickness, but for the first time ever, Chrissy, we're seeing the finger
0: point at obesity. Yep. We really are. And that's very fascinating to me. It's going to take a lot more work and a lot more people coming to the forefront, right. a lot more experts like Asim and Paul Saladino and, and Sean Baker and Ken Berry and a lot of well-respected medical doctors, MDs coming to the forefront and saying, this is the problem that diet, diet can change this. And that yes. um, the cereal sales during the quarantine is up 23%. And they say more than ever, now more than ever, that, that Americans are craving comfort food. Well, I always want comfort. Who doesn't want some macaroni I and know. cheese? Like, Of course I want some fried chicken. I'm not going to eat it because that's going to make me a susceptible host. And that's the problem here. The problem is we don't want to make ourselves a susceptible host. And By us eating crap and not getting outside and just having the soda pop and the caramel macchiatos and the things like that, that is breaking down our body. But nobody wants to talk about it because the industry doesn't want us to know the truth. Wow. I did not know that cereal sales went up that much. 23% during quarantine. Yeah. Oh, my God! And they're calling it the quarantine 15, and everybody's laughing about it. And there was this medical doctor in the ER that was shoving a donut in her mouth, and she was saying, um, thank you, Krispy Kreme, for donating, I think it was like 44 dozen donuts to the ICU of that specific, someplace in Chicago or something. And she's a well-known... ER doc, and um, she was jokingly, ha, ha ha ha. I just don't. I look at these numbers, I don't think it's funny 44% obese. That's nearing half of our nation. We don't have anybody to replace our first responders. We don't have anybody to replace our military. And we have the sickest, fattest nation in human history. And it's not funny, but everybody's ignoring the truth, just like cigarettes. They used to get doctors to endorse cigarettes. That's how the cigarette company got away with it for so long because they got doctors to endorse it. Well, they're getting doctors to endorse sugar, but it's going to catch up. I mean, it's going to come out. Wow. that's am- I'm just
1: amazed. I mean, I'm just thinking back at everything you said and I'm like, wow. You know, if you feel like you may meet some of this criteria, we want you to know that you absolutely can do something about it even just starting to drink your water instead of other things, even just getting your sleep, even just cutting out processed foods, just eating real food is going to make a difference on every single one of these. We have had so many people, countless people that were diabetic coming onto Code Red, type one and type two. Now, when I talk about this, I'm talking mostly about type two that have been able to cut their insulin back drastically. We've seen people's lives changed in ways that I am. I mean, one of our coaches couldn't even hold a hairbrush and walk up the stairs to hug and kiss her kids. goodnight to being able to walk and be pain free from psoriatic arthritis. So you can't tell me that what you eat and the way you feel is not
0: connected. It's impossible. I just absolutely don't believe that. Right. And on Paul Saladino's podcast, Asim said, on average, and I'm quoting him, I already knew this. Not, I'm not acting like I'm smart in the Asim, of course. Asim Mahatra. I'm Malhatra. Boy, I hope I'm not butchering his name. And I'm so sorry, buddy. If you happen to ever hear this, I am so sorry, because I got mad respect for you. You can come he's, on the program and pronounce <laughs> your name. Us, Anytime yes. you want, Doc Asim, you're more than welcome to come in. You're welcome. Absolutely. He said that people can reverse their type 2 status in 28 days of just eating a good diet. But the traditional medical doctors look at these, and I'm pointing to the side of my screen here. Look at these five measures of being metabolically healthy or unhealthy, and they say, oh, blood pressure, okay, medication, A1C, glucophage, or metformin, or fasting glucose, okay, Well, waste from We got to get you on fentramine pills for your, get your waste away. Triglycerides, we got to get you on, you got to cholesterol, meds, 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 meds. And we have seen on Code Red and Asim Mahatra back me up. And Paul Saladino said, 28 days of being on a good, clean diet of real food, water, and sleep. They didn't say that part. I said that part. 28 days. And you can reverse all this. You can get moving in the right direction. Right. Oh,
1: it's nice to feel
0: like what we've been doing is validated. Although we knew it was validated all along it is it's nice to it's nice to get a nod of approval uh, once again that the proper human diet of real food you know meat vegetables nuts eggs seeds seafoods and fat that is the diet that we were always made to eat uh, for a millennia and we focus on on water and sleep as well and we are heading in the right direction if this is you there is hope. Without medication, you might need some medication. Maybe you're really, really far, 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 far. I don't know. But job one is getting on code red. Job one. And perhaps you can reduce your medications over time or maybe this, but the diet has to be the first step. The medications aren't going to take care of this for you if your diet is still junk.
1: And that's very true, Christian. You can give a pill for every ill, it's just like when I went to my naturopathic doctor, he was able to say, Well, I know you're eating right, so now let's fine tune it. So, guys, if you're eating right, we can the docs you can work with your medical provider, your naturopathic doctor, your functional medicine doctor, and fine tune the other things. But they can't help you, things aren't going to get that much better if you're still eating through a drive through three times a day. I saw Rosie O'Donnell. Not necessarily my favorite person in the world, but she was doing a thing about the pandemic. And she said, my kids are in the room all day long. They crawl out once a day to say, what are we going to order? And we order it and we go back to our rooms. And I thought, so every single day I get it. She has lots of money, but every single day, all you guys are eating is something from somewhere else. I mean, I just was, I, I know a lot of people are in that situation as well, but they're just not eating real food. So you have the opportunity to change these five things, if one of them is you, get on top of it. You guys, my husband is at a good weight and he is, all the five are fine with him with the exception of his blood pressure was high. And it was what we like to call idiopathic hypertension. It was just a familial, we didn't know what was causing it. It wasn't, he wasn't overweight. So I was like, yeah, lisinopril it is. We got him by lisinopril, blood pressure is down. He's not putting so much strain on his heart. That's an easy fix for somebody who already had the diet in line. And the exercise and, you know, for him, you know, exercise for the army. So I think that you can make a difference in these five things
0: if you choose to. One of our Code Red Rebels who's been in maintenance for a long time, as, by the way, when we, when you get to maintenance, when you get to goal weight, in Code Red, we transition you to an exercise program because that is what we want you doing for the rest of your life. So her diet is tightened up. Her exercise routine is tightened up. She's having some hormonal dysfunction. And uh, when I contacted a local lady that I know, and I said, I'd like to send somebody to you. And first thing I said was her diet is fine. Her exercise is fine. Because I know that's the first thing that she's going to do is say, well, let's get them, you know, switched over. Another thing that Paul Saladino said is when he was working in cardiology, he said it was so upsetting because while he was sitting there talking to his patient about what's going to be their future, the hospital cafeteria lady brought in a burger and fries right there in front of him. And he just sat there. And I witnessed that myself, Carrie, after dad had his heart attack. I was going to talk about. I was standing in the room. Well, I was standing in the room when they brought in a burger and fries for my dad, for our dad. And I just sat there and said, the hospitals don't get it. And they think that unhealthy part about that burger and fries is the actual hamburger patty. And it's not it's the bun, it's the fries. I
1: thought you were going to talk about the almond
0: roca in the... Well, that's frustrating about our dad. Our dad just doesn't get it. He doesn't think his diet is the cause of his blockages, and it (laughs) is. And two days after surgery, I walked out into the living room to catch him dipping almond roca from Costco out of that big can into coffee and eating it for breakfast. I couldn't believe it. At that point, I just said, well, it's been a good life, dad. Yeah, I mean, you know, you you dodged a bullet, but why don't you reload the gun and see how it goes? Exactly, Carrie, exactly. So we hope you yeah. we hope you enjoyed this podcast talking about there's no such thing as healthy weight, only a healthy person. We gave you some staggering numbers. And it is. And one more time, 44% of America is obese, 70% is overweight, and 88% is considered metabolically unhealthy. And if you met three of these five criteria, three or more, you are metabolically unhealthy and you've got to make a change today right now. And the best way to make that change is 10-pound takedown. That's where we can move you in the right direction of cleaning up your diet, concentrating on water and sleep, and making sure you never go around this mountain again because the best defense you have against anybody, Irish, or anything like that, is getting your health in order. Amen. I second it. And I love learning it. Christy, I took notes. Oh, I love it. Because oh, I, I hadn't heard I, this before. I'm over there looking and taking notes. I emailed so I'm it like, all to you. I emailed it to you. I, I know, but it's exciting to hear you say it. Well, this is a lot of fun for me to talk about. It's, it just gives so much hope to what people just feel is hopeless. And when you talk to a traditional medical doctor that doesn't believe what we believe, you might feel hopeless walking out of that room. And I am here to tell you, there is hope for you. You do not have to go down that path. They don't know everything. They just don't preach nutritional therapy. A lot of medical doctors traditionally taught do not teach uh, nutritional therapy. And so I beg you, I urge you to please give Red a shot before you go go down that other path. You have other options. 10poundtakedown.com for $47 is a great place to start. Give me 30 days to convince you. 30 days. Give me your best. Give us your best. And I will, I promise you, if if it does not work and you've done everything that I've said, then you can go on pills and gastric bypass and other things like that. But please try us first. Yeah, I agree. 100%. I'm with you. Go to 10poundtakedown.com to join. Guys, thanks for joining us on Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. We love you. We're here for you. We're not going anywhere. We've been preaching the same message ever since we started. Nothing has changed. We're here for you, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're a Code Red Rebel and you haven't already downloaded your free Code Red Lifestyle on the go guide, then now is your time to get a copy. This guide will teach you how to stay Code Red approved, even with your crazy life schedule. To get a copy right now, all you need to do is open your podcast app, go to this episode show notes and click the link to get your Code Red approved on the go guide. So I will see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.